Welcome to Fold in the Cheese, the recipe for fantasy football success. We are your hosts, two average dudes, watched a lot of football, played a lot of fantasy football, and our wives told us to get real jobs. And uh, we said pass. We'd much rather talk about football instead, so here we are. Uh, this is a podcast for those who are just starting in the fantasy football. We want to bring some knowledge to help you get started. We'll be here along with you on the whole journey throughout the season, checking in, checking in with players and seeing who we should sit, who we should start, all that fun stuff. And for those who are a little more advanced, don't worry, we got some stuff for you too. Yeah, so if you're a casual fantasy player and you're tired of not winning, we're going to change that for you. If you never played before and you feel like, hey, I think I'd like to play this and I think I'd like to win my first time through, we're here for you too. Let's make this happen. Get some W's. Let's get it. Welcome back to Folding the Cheese. It's your boy K Troll today. Welcome back. It's Thursday. Excited to be here with my man, the Frozone to Mr. Incredible. What the? Okay. Cha-cha, want a cookie? That is freaky. E. What's happening, E? How's it going, sir? Want to go, uh, let's go bowling? Want to go out there? Oh, I forgot. You haven't seen the first Incredibles. Who hasn't seen the first Incredibles, my man? Come on. What's weird? Yeah, what's weird is I've seen the second one like several times. And um, I started doing the trivia for you today. And I was like, I don't think I've seen the first one. Like, I don't know some of these Jeez. characters. Kind of a shame. I mean, first one, um, first one's instant classic. Honestly, and I will stand by this this uh, hot take. I think the first one is better than the second. Well, it often is the case. Um, but I think it sounds it's just in the hesitation in your voice. You may consider the second to be almost equal, if not equal. And that's pretty rare. Oh, don't get me wrong. The second one is very good. And it's so weird that it came out 14 years later. It's one of those like, whoa, did they just want it in production for so long? Or I don't know. So everyone was super pumped when it came out. It's good. Don't get me wrong. But I just think the first one's better. So when did the first one come out? Like 04 time frame? Probably because shoot. Yeah, the second one came wow. out two or th- two or three years ago. So yeah, it was probably 04, 05 ish. OK, so that's why I never saw it. That was like yeah, I mean, we were in zone. college. Like, we don't have kids and we're in college. And yeah, so like the second one, of course, we have kids and they're like, well, I want to see Incredibles too. And I'm like, okay. Have you seen <laughs> Incredibles? They're like, no. I don't know. Maybe my kids have seen it. I'm not really sure. I was going to be Jack Jack, but Jack Jack and Frozone doesn't really make sense. Cause other than that one time he babysat him in, in the second one. I was going to say in the second one, he was in charge. So, but Jack Jack is incredible. Yes. See what I did there? It was actually accidental, yeah. but <laughs> amazing. He's a, he's a stud. He's one of the best characters for sure. The best scene um, is when he's fighting the raccoon in the backyard. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Jack Jack has powers. <laughs> he sneezes. Awesome. Everything comes out at once. Oh, God. Yep. Yep. Um, so I had something for you today. I, I wasn't sure if you've heard of this. Have you heard of the coronavirus? Are you familiar with that? Does it sound familiar to you? I know the beer. Oh, COVID. Have you, I don't know COVID. if you've heard of that or not. Uh, kind of ringing a bell, but anyway, yeah. expand, expand. Okay. Anyway, so these these players in the NFL have come down with this mysterious disease. Aaron Rodgers has this thing. So we're talking like the top of the top. Aaron Rodgers has tested positive for COVID. But uh, I believe Aaron Rodgers said in the preseason that he was, quote unquote, immunized. Whatever <laughs> immunized <laughs> means. It was so funny. I was listening to Greeny or some ESPN radio yesterday. And they look there. Of course, he comes down with it and it's looking like he's not vaccinated because of how long he's projected to be out with these tests yep. and all that. So they're like, wait. So they went all the way back to his press conferences in the preseason and he said he was immunized and no one yep. pressed him on it. And they didn't say like, does that mean you're vaccinated? Like, that's very ambiguous. So, yeah, now that's kind of coming back to bite him in the butt. So I would have thought that that would have meant you've had it already, right? That's a, that's what my my instinct would have gone to. If you thought he used that word specifically instead of vaccinated, I would have thought, oh, immunized. So like you've already had it. And then there's like, oh, I didn't think I could get it again. Or, you know, I didn't know how long my immunity would, would last. And maybe he had it last fall or something. Like, I don't know. Like I would have probably thought something like that. But then it turns out he, he tried to get some kind of like alternative medicine type approach approved by the league. Wow. And they were like, uh, no, uh, no, <laughs> uh, pretty clear. Just vaccine. Just like, just get a shot, dude. Or, or, yeah. or take a test every day. Like, this is what's going to happen. So God, that was super weird. Um, super weird. So weird. He's a weird, weird dude though. I'm not totally well, sure about um, that. You know, and then I was hearing it. So, I mean, clearly it seems like he's, he's not vaccinated again. That's anybody's choice, whatever. But the fact of the matter is, so Carson Wentz is also not vaccinated, but 
if you look at him on the sidelines and after the games, he's always wearing a mask. You know, so after the, the post game handshakes, you see him, he's masking up anytime he's not on the field or whatnot. He is wearing a mask. You don't see that with Aaron Rodgers. He's not like post game. Hell, he, granted, he had an awesome Halloween costume. It was a year in the freaking making. Did you see that? I, like, you know what? Like, I saw what? them saying he was hold. He was growing his hair out for it, it but I actually never saw like, the costume. What is Aaron Rodgers hair going? Like what is happening with his hair? He was John Wick. Have you seen those movies? Okay, so several people were questioning who he could be, and it was like they were throwing out all kinds of different characters. Jon Snow came out. Someone said John Wick, oh, okay. and I was listening to another podcast who was guessing on this. Someone said John Wick, and they kind of dismissed it. They're kind of like, I mean, it's a bit of a stretch, but yeah, sure. That's it was fantastic. John Wick. I actually saw pictures. Yeah, it was. he was on the money. He had a picture with his, anyway, with his dog. So, uh, so yes, side story. He was John Wick, year in the making. Well played, Aaron Rodgers, for that, to give that commitment to your costume. Um, but again, you know, so he was out at Mercedes Lewis, uh, always hosts a Halloween party. So he was clearly out partying there. And, you know, so clearly wasn't as taking as many precautions as other people who are yeah. unvaccinated. So that's that's hard to see. That's tough. Um, but yeah. hey, you roll the dice and this is what happens. Your team's going to be uh, suffering for the next couple of weeks. And you're giving them a chance to take a look at Jordan Love, which Jordan Love. If he comes out and balls out. Then um, so much for that leverage you may have had <laughs> coming into next yeah. year. I don't know. Not but, that Rodgers, I don't think anyone expected Rodgers to come back to Green Bay next year, but never know. Yeah. Never know. You don't ever want to take Watch You don't ever want to leave the field. All right. If Brady taught us anything, you don't ever want to leave that field. They're <laughs> That's not true, gonna, Tom there's, Brady. There's zero chance. There's zero chance that like Rodgers doesn't get his job back, obviously. But if they get a good look at Love and he looks really good, they're gonna send they're gonna say, like, cool, go find yourself an offer wherever you want next year. Another fun side note. Well, I guess it's not nice to say fun with the whole COVID thing, but the other uh their practice squad quarterback also tested positive for COVID. So obviously Jordan Love is elevated to the starter, but now there's no backup. Did you see who the Packers signed? I saw who was flying in yesterday. <laughs> yes. Apparently he was on the roster all summer. I didn't know this. Yeah. My man, Our your man. man. Blake Bortles is officially a Green Bay Packer, and I am so excited Boom. just to hear that name again. Again, and it's just so funny that I'm watching The Good Place, and the last episode I watched, there were so many Blake Bortles references. <laughs> oh my, like It's uncanny why this it. man's name is in this show so much, and it's just hilarious. So please, go it's watch It's a great name in the general. Place. Like Bortles. Bortles is it's just a great, I don't know, it's just like a, it seems made up like O'Doyle rules kind of thing. Like It seems like it was made for a movie. And then there's it's become a verb. People are like bordling around. You got bordled. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, you got bordled. Like I don't know. It's it's taken on. Well, life they had a, uh, there was a giant teddy bear in the episode. It's like oh, it's Blake Bardles. Like oh yeah, Bardles. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So Roger Rogers got COVID. He's not playing this week. You'll see Jordan Love, the rookie. Uh, Saquon also tested positive for COVID. Um, he has been vaccinated. So. And they're on a bye next week. He's still got the ankle injury. I expect you're not going to see him this week. They're just going to sit him out. He actually may not even be able to. He's got two consecutive positive tests, so he'd have to get two negatives before their game on Sunday. It's not looking likely. Noah Fant, also on the COVID list, tied in out of Denver. So there were some, like, I wouldn't say Noah Fant's like a big, big name, but he's starting tight ends. Like he's somebody you would have started in your fantasy league, right? So that's three guys right there and plenty more, I'm sure, that are not as um, relevant for fantasy but are in the NFL. So. Uh, another wave of COVID hits it's the league. Sucks to see it. It's crazy. Yeah. Hope everybody gets better. Hope everybody's fine. Obviously, that's the most important thing. Um, let's jump into last week's DFS. I bounced back. It's the, big the bounce seesaw back. continues. <laughs> it was a big bounce back. I had, I had some good wide receiver play headed by my boy, Cooper Cup. <laughs> he finally pulled out for me uh, on my lineup. So at 170, you had 129, making up a little bit of ground. I'm still very far behind. Uh, Michael Pittman balled out. Chris Godwin balled out. Joe Mixon balled out. Fryermuth was a good call at tight end. Overall, pretty good team effort for my squad. Mm-hmm. And 170 is good. Uh, that's a good weekly total to throw up there. Luckily, I still had Stafford who was throwing a cup for you, so that kind of equalized it. True. I too had Pittman, which was good. I had I didn't really have any huge duds. Just some guys were just solid, like nothing to write home about, but nothing exceptional besides the Pittman yeah. and Stafford. So I was fine with it. But yeah, you just had a great week. So well done. Yeah. 129 is not a bad week. Um, 89 that I had last week. That's a bad week. But one, <laughs> that's a bad week. 129 is not bad. They say that you want to, I think we've said this in the beginning, but they say you want to try and get 3x what you spend, what your budget is. So you have $50,000. Yep. You want to try and get 150 points out of that. 
And that will typically win you money if you join those 50-50 leagues where the top half of the players, top half of finishers end up getting paid out um, nearly mm-hmm. double their money. And so 150 is kind of what you're targeting each week. So 129, 130, that's not, that's not bad by any stretch. Yeah, that was fine. You still got a big big lead on the weekly total. So you've won five of the eight contests. So it's five and three. Um, so I'm going to gotta keep making up ground on that as well. I feel like I'm going to see Cooper Cup in your lineup, but that's just going out on a limb here. Uh, I will tell you, he costs $9,400. And I know that for a very <laughs> specific that. reason. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, well, all right, there yeah. goes Cam's budget even more so. But there hey, 9400 keep riding with him. All right. Uh, I went one and one on my sportsbook bets. And not. I'm not going to mention the third bet specifically because I didn't place it. Because I said, if Dak doesn't play, I'm not taking the over on that Minnesota-Dallas game. Glad I didn't. Uh, it ended up being the under anyway. And a lower scoring game than I think anyone expected, even with Dak out. But so I went one and one. I got that Titans win outright for the money line bet. That was awesome. Cincinnati minus 10 and a half did not play out. Right. <laughs> uh, would have needed plus 10 and a half, come to find out. So uh, the Jets won that one outright. It was pretty crazy. And then um, our boy Jonah, Jonah's Gems, Learner's Locks, Jonah's Parlay hit a pothole this week, and he is not happy with Mike White. I'll just say that. We'll throw it out to him later on location. He'll be he'll yeah, be on later in the show. We sent him to Indy to take on Thursday night football. It's he's not a happy man. Um, <laughs> how about a do it update? I know we're we're gonna make some changes here. Let's let's talk about the do it board. Do it, do it, do it. All right, yeah. Do so it. we're gonna make some do changes. It. We're gonna make some changes uh, on the do it board just because our running backs have gotten us four straight goose eggs with injuries. So we're talking about shelving uh, David Montgomery and Chris Garson for now, and then I'll come back to who we're gonna replace him with, but. Let's start at our quarterback position. Again, we've been keeping track of these guys all season. Uh, the reason why we came up with these guys, just as a refresher, is you know Kemper and I did our preseason rankings of each position, and these were kind of the guys that had the biggest discrepancies. Um, and so that's why we're like, okay, fine. If you think he sucks, pair him against this guy who you think sucks, and let's see who does better. Uh, originally, uh, Matt Ryan, who I picked, was going against um, Ryan Fitzpatrick of Washington, but obviously he got hurt week one. And has not returned since. So Kemper changed it to Justin Fields. So it's Matt Ryan versus Justin Fields. So uh, Justin has had quite the roller coaster and has been pretty bad. But actually, hey, last week he had a stud of a game, man. He had, had a, stud a stud of a, of a game, game. Finally, he just needed, gives me he hope. Needed, he needed Kemper to get off that bandwagon for him to finally show up. So uh, Justin got twenty-eight points for your do it. Boom. Board. And Matt, Matty Ice had a. He was ice cold, only got eight points. So there you go. Still up by 53 or excuse me, 56 <laughs> points on the season. But hey, Justin just gained 20 points right there. So it is highly possible. Like uh, I said last week, and I told you this, this happens because I'm an eternal optimist, but he was down like <laughs> 75 points. I mean, basically he done, was. right? But there's still like nine weeks. I'm like, eh, you never know. Like you I'm going to hang know. on tight. Whatever. I'm taking the L, but who knows? There you go. <laughs> and let's be honest, Matt Ryan, you know, he cannot hold on to a lead 28 to three. That's all I'll say. Uh, anyway, <laughs> moving, on, moving on to wide receiver. This is, this has been great all season and that's, that's what we're looking for. So uh, CD lamb coming off his bye week got a solid 18 points for you. And then uh, Chris Godwin had another monster game. You, we we talked about that and that it could happen. And and you st- you played him in daily fantasy. He got 29 points. So increases Godwin's lead to 18 overall. He has 122 points to CD's 104. But Chris Godwin is on by this coming week. So CD can gain that ground right away. So that's yeah, right. Good matchups. Good matchups. And now looking at running backs, we have both decided that we're, as we said, are going to shelve Dave Montgomery and Chris Carson for now until we figure out what's going on with their injuries. And we're going to replace them with our stud running backs on our teams. Mine will be Dalvin Cook and Kemper is going with Simba himself. Jonathan Taylor Thomas minus the Thomas Jonathan Taylor of the Colts. So we'll we'll pick it up from here and uh, keep track of those guys. Boom. All right, bring it on. And a reminder on some of these updates, if you're if you're sitting around thinking like these points don't sound right, we didn't include the first week of the season. Right. Week one was the quarterbacks out. or the wide receivers that we mentioned earlier. So it's kind of like, wait, 118 points doesn't sound right or 129 or whatever. Um, we're not including the first week. But yeah, Jonathan Taylor's been on a tear. Dalvin Cook, we know, is a monster. Um, we decided also Jonathan Taylor still got his bye week ahead of him, week 14. So we're just not going to include Dalvin's points from week 14. And uh, we'll see how this thing goes. I think that'll be a really good one to watch. Hopefully we don't yeah. have any more injuries uh, to get in the way of that one. We'll see. Let's do a weekly do it bet. Okay. Update. What happened last week? Update. 
Update. Uh, yeah, it was awesome last week. Once again, we went with two players of the same position. We did uh, a, a mini snake draft. So I got the first pick, and that which means I had the first and fourth overall pick with wide receivers. So my uh, two receivers I watched surprisingly available was Cooper Cup. I got him at number one. And then with the fourth <laughs> overall pick, somehow I got s- stuck with Tyreek Hill, which I was pleased with because uh, Kemp went with Chris Godwin and Jamar Chase. And Godwin, again, had a monster game. Cup had a monster game. Hill had a great game on Monday night, which helped me uh, get that win. So uh, Cup and Hill took out Godwin and Chase. Yeah, Jamar Chase got a touchdown, but he was only like three for 32 or something. It's a pretty quiet week mm-hmm. in a game they were shooting out. Like I was I was really surprised by that. I kept thinking, oh, this is a good thing. The Jets are hanging in there. Like they're going to have to keep chucking it. And I know they missed, they, they didn't connect on a couple of long balls and – I guess anything could have changed. Like he's he's one catch away from turning that into a twenty five point outing, yeah. right? But didn't happen this didn't week. Happen. I'm kicking my I'm kicking myself because on the show I was debating between him and Debo. You were and uh, should have gone with Debo. If I'd have gone with Debo, I'd have won this thing with Godwin and Debo. And who would who would have guessed, right? Yeah, right. What's funny with that Jets uh, Bengals game is remember you were so down on Tyler Boyd. I picked him in daily yep. fantasy, and he had a good game. Yep. He was the one who he had a good showed game. up for the Bengals, which is funny. Yep, he did. He did. So crazy stuff out there. We'll get our get ourselves another uh, a good do it bet this week as well. Uh, pigskin pick'em update from last week. I outscored you by a point, so I am now one point ahead of you, but still one point behind Leslie. She had the same points as I did. I think we both got nine picks right. I think you had eight. Uh, so still tight race. One, two, three, just like that. I think I went a little too upset heavy last week. <laughs> I got, got a little antsy got a little on the cute. update. You got a little the, cute. Uh, the Lions upset. pick, uh, w- while we agreed it was not a terrible pick, ended up being a terrible pick. So. Terrible pick. <laughs> what are you going to do? Shame on me. What Shame on do? me. Let's make some picks for this week. Let's do it. All right. We got Thursday Night Football. Exciting matchup tonight. Mike White <laughs> returns to the spotlight. He's had to Indianapolis. <laughs> the Jets take on the Colts. Give me your thoughts on this one. It is just so crazy how much hype and pub Mike White is now getting. Like, yes, don't get me wrong. He had a monster game against the Bengals. But like, is he going to supplant Zach Wilson as the starter? Is he like rocketing through this league? It's like, okay, let's just pump the brakes a little bit. Um, so going to Indy, I again, don't get me wrong. Monster game screwed me up last week. But show me he can do it consistently. We saw it with Taylor Heineke. You know, he had some monster games. But then he also came back down to earth. Washington's been struggling a little bit. So... Let's let's pump the brakes on Mike White. I'm going with Colts at home. <laughs> yeah, the, and Taylor Heineke, I think, is a really good example. This guy's a little bit more of a passing threat and less of a running threat than Heineke, who mm-hmm. Heineke can scramble around and make some plays with his legs. But I agree. I mean, you get a little bit of tape on a guy like this and a good defense, he could really struggle. The Colts are a much better defense than the Bengals. Well, and so and he he's, he's going to struggle with that. When he- when he came in for Zach Wilson against the Patriots, he looked awful. <laughs> like, does, is everyone forgetting that? Granted, I know it was like second half, not in your full rhythm, but still, he looked terrible. From a fantasy standpoint, he still chucked it for like 200. I mean, the guy was <laughs> slinging it. <laughs> he was slinging it. But uh, I agree with what you're saying. I'm going to take the Colts at home on this one, um, but don't don't think there's not a part of me that thinks maybe there's some magic in there in this Mac, Mike White guy. I like a guy who just slings it like that, man. I like that. So, hey, you never know. The Colts may yeah. think it's a trap as well. But I'll I like Colts defense. And here's a uh, a funky matchup now. Might not have seemed so funky prior to last week, but we've got Cleveland visiting Cincinnati off that loss to said Jets. So what what are we going with here? The Browns are having some issues in the locker room. This OBJ stuff. Did no you see kidding. his dad's posting videos of him <laughs> not getting thrown open and all kinds of stuff? Like, what is that all about? Stefanski's saying like maybe OBJ is not going to be part of the team for a little bit. Uh, Baker's trying to be like, I'm going to be the bigger man. I can I can play with this guy. Which is funny because he's short. He, he's not the bigger man than pretty much anybody <laughs> other than maybe me. So I don't know. I don't like whenever there's turmoil like that. I don't like locker room issues. So I'm going to go with the Bengals on this one and bounce back week. Yeah, I feel the Browns are a little bit of a mess right now. And even without the drama, they're not looking good on offense. Yeah, sure. Maybe Baker's missing OBJ a couple times, but it doesn't matter. They're not looking good. Baker's thrown for six touchdowns on the year. That's not what you want at your starting quarterback when you've played eight games. So Golly. I do not trust that offense. They struggled against the Steelers, who are not a good team in their own might. I know the Bengals just lost to the Jets, but they're too talented. I think, as you said, they will bounce back. So give me Cincinnati. All right. We've got Denver heading to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Who are you like in this one? I'm figuring Dak's going to be playing in this one, although, shoot, maybe they won't, saying it's Denver, blah, blah, blah. But hoping that Dak does, uh, especially if he does, it's it's hands down Dallas at home. Um, 
Denver Broncos did get Jerry Judy back, so that'll give a little bit of a, a jump start to their offense. It helped a little bit, but they still struggled last week. Um, so I don't know. Cowboys are playing as as good football as any team in this league. Uh, they won it with Cooper Rush against a, a high octane uh, Vikings team, and they were able to hold them in check. Michael Parsons is a stud on that defense, so I'm I'm going Dallas at home. Yeah, I like Dallas at home as well. Um, honestly, regardless of whether or not Dak plays, Cooper Rush looked competent enough to at least keep him in the game. The defense Central is playing well coming out of the bye. Look, look out, Chippewas. The defense is playing well enough uh, coming out of the bye. They look really solid. Like To your point, this team looks as good as anybody right now, and and you get Dak back. And what's funny about Dak is like he, he's not even putting up all these gaudy numbers because they're just kind of cruising past people and they're running the ball effectively. If you get him in a shootout, he'll put up 400 on you in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And so we no won't problem. see that for a couple of weeks because they got Denver and Atlanta. But the next time they get into a shootout, wait until you watch this guy. I mean, their offense is electric when when they have to be. So I like Dallas at home on this one. Okay. Now we got the matchup of the week. I can't wait to see this one. It is the all-time matchup of the Houston Texans versus the Miami Dolphins in Miami. What say you? They combine 2-14, and 14, these teams. <laughs> this is... This is a killer matchup. So I honestly Wait, would maybe change. Quick, both teams are currently riding a seven game losing streak. Can we just say that? <laughs> they are both, well, they one both won the first week. They both oh my won God. Week one. 14 consecutive losses between these teams. Uh, gotta <laughs> love that. Gotta love that. So there's some news that Tyrod might be back this week. And if he is, I, I really would like Houston's chances on this game because I think he's a game changer. I really do. Not like in the sense that he's like Aaron Rodgers, but no, everyone shits on Tyrod. He's actually a a really solid quarterback. He doesn't make bad decisions. He throws the ball deep. Well, he's a a mobile, obviously. Um, I I think Tyrod's a good leader. Like I really do think he's a a fine quarterback. He's not a, he's not a backup quarterback. He should be starting somewhere. And so if he plays, I think Houston's got a chance to win this game. I'm not sure he's going to play. I'm picking Miami at home. (laughs) Picking Miami. Um, yeah, I, uh, this is such a battle of the turds, but I riding off my upset specials from last week. I'm going Houston. I know they went down 38 to nothing against the Rams, but then, you know, they pulled to Detroit against San Francisco, scored a, a bunch of points and pretty quick. Brandon Cooks is still playing at a high level. The Dolphins just looked inept in Buffalo. I know that's a tough defense right there, but Houston's defense isn't terrible. They're serviceable. And I know it's in Miami. Two is still finding his rhythm. I'm I'm going with the Texans here. Uh, one of these teams has to get off the schneid, and I, I think it's Houston. I'm just telling you, if Davis Mills starts for Houston, there's no chance they beat Miami. If it's Tyrod Taylor, mm-hmm. fine. I'll give you that. If it's Davis Mills, no chance. The dude is he's gotta get a garbage. Win. He's going he's he's to get a win. <laughs> he's garbage. All right, we've got another divisional matchup here. We've got the Falcons going to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Who do you like? Come on, man. It's the Falcons. Who do you think I like? Obviously, you're going Falcons. <laughs> Obviously, I've ride. <laughs> you better. I keep waiting for a matchup where it's just like clearly not the Falcons because I'm like, okay, I'll finally not pick the Falcons. But unfortunately for the Saints, you know they just lost Jameis. Um, is Taysom Hill out of concussion protocol? Is he going to be starting? It's murky. We're not sure. We're not sure. Okay. Uh, well, regardless, I already had the Falcons highlighted. Again, they're scrappy. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. I'm going. I've been riding them this long. I got to keep on riding that train. Upset special. I honestly can't believe this. Although you have yes. picked them pretty much every week, I just can't believe it. Um, Saints. Saints. Obviously, the Falcons are so bad, especially without Calvin Ridley. They're one-dimensional with Kyle Pitts. I mean, Cordero Patterson's great, but or he's had a great year. I'll say the Saints have an incredible run defense. I don't see how the Falcons get this done. If it's Taysom Hill, if it's Trevor Simeon, I don't personally don't really care. I think I think it's going to be the Saints. Because of the defense. I can't wait to see you eat some Falcon on Monday instead of Crow. See what I did there? Going to be eating some Falcon. I see what you did there. I like it. (laughs) I like it a lot. All right. Let's get back to reality here. (laughs) We're going uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders traveling to the Meadowlands. Is it called the Meadowlands anymore? Anyway, they're playing the Giants. I think we always call it the Meadowlands. Uh, I'm not sure that was ever like an official title. More about a regional thing. I'm not sure. So here's this is man, this is a tough one to pick, honestly, because in there's a, there are plenty of scenarios where I would take the Giants in this game, but they don't have any players. Like none of their players are healthy. You got Saquon with COVID and an ankle issue. The wide receiver room is I mean, Galladay hasn't practiced in weeks. Sterling Shepard plays every game and then gets hurt in the first quarter. Kadarius Tony like hurt his thumb and was bleeding everywhere. Like I don't know what happened with all that. <laughs> it was like, bleeding. Devontae Booker has played well. Um, I don't trust Evan Ingram. 
I, I don't trust Dante Pettis and John Ross if they're trotting them out. Like, I don't know. I, I, I got to go with the Raiders. That Henry Ruggs thing is messed up, dude. Oh really, really bad. Really yeah. bad. Really sad. But I, I think the Raiders coming out of the bye, I think they'll they'll handle it only because the Giants don't have enough weapons. But I could be totally wrong on that because they gave Kansas City a run for their money, so I really don't know. I was I was just going to say this game was actually kind of hard for me to pick because of that Kansas City game. I mean, the Giants gave KC all they could handle, and that's that's still playing shorthanded with all those names you just listed off. And they're playing at home, which was just, again, a slight little thing. But, I mean, I got to go with the Raiders even with the, the tough stuff they're dealing with right now. But they've looked... I mean, shoot, after Gruden got fired, they've looked as good as anybody as well. They've, they don't seem to have taken a step back. They've been firing. Uh, again, another really bad thing happened with their team, but I, they are talented. I'm going to go with them on the road. Yeah. Tough pick, though. Tough pick. I could definitely yeah, see the Giants. That. I wouldn't, I would not want to, I would not want to include this in a parlay. I'll just say that. True. All right. We got your Pats going to Carolina to take on, hopefully, maybe Sam Darnold. Um, and the <laughs> Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Who you got here? I, really, e? I hope the pay, I hope it is Sam Darnold because Bill Belichick is in has rent is renting Sam Darnold's head. Like he's in there. He just has a spot. And he's like, yep, don't mind me. I'll just be taking up some he's space. Le- he's leaving his Halloween decorations up just for this game. Exactly for those ghosts, man. Seeing those ghosts. The ghosts. But uh, no, Patriots are looking solid. Um, I I made that happy pick last week against the Chargers. Again, but the Chargers are are not looking great. But anyway. Uh, Patriots looking solid. Mac Jones is just looking really poised and composed. So I'm liking what I've been seeing out of them. I'm hoping Stephen Gilmore does not play for Carolina. I know he is eligible to come back, but not sure if he's going to be suiting up. But no, man, Patriots are are, are solid, and I I think they have a, a great chance here on the road to to steal a road game. Shoot, they've been playing better on the road anyway. So I think Gilmore is going to play. I think he actually played last week. Um, Damn it, I heard. So he's going to be in there. Uh, I would say the Patriots to me are the best average team in the NFL. I think they're yes. they will beat every other average team, and but they they will not beat uh, Tampa, Dallas. You know they're not going to beat the best. They were teams. close. I don't though. think they're. they're oh, they'll, they'll hang tight. There there is there is zero chance they win a Super Bowl. That's what I mean. Like they're just not that team. But they are right. they're good enough to beat any team that's four and four, four and three. Denver, Carolina, like throw any of those teams. Falcons, maybe even the Saints. Like throw any of those teams at them. I think they can beat them. Uh, so I have a lot they of faith lose. in them to, to win to win the winnable games. They lost to Jameis, but he's gone. Uh, <laughs> if I think they'll win the winnable games, and this is a winnable game, I think the Patriots take care of business here. Yeah, I think you hit it right on the head. They are the best average team. You are completely correct with that statement. Yeah. Uh, so now we got another team in the AFC East, the Bills, heading to the vaunted Jacksonville Jaguars, the borderless Jaguars. Who you got? It- if only Bortles was available. Too bad if he's only, been snatched man. up. Yeah, he's if been snatched only. up. As much as I loved all the Jaguars on the uh, waiver wire this week, I guess I, <laughs> I'd be a fool to go against Buffalo in this game. Give me the Bills. Too much firepower on both sides of the yep. ball. Bills defense playing spectacularly shut the woeful Dolphins down. I can't see Jacksonville putting up much more of a fight. Bills. Yeah, Jags looked so bad last week coming out of the bye. I really had higher so hopes. Bad. I know we both picked them. I mean, it was just so bad. No way. I guess a bad Seattle team. But anyway, yeah. sheesh. Yeah. All right, we got the Vikings heading to Baltimore in what could be a kind of an interesting game here. Um, Jekyll and Hyde Vikings team taking on the Ravens, who have been Jekyll and Hyde as well at times. Who you got here? Yeah, geez. They, both teams have been Jekyll and Hyde. But I, know, uh, I talked about this on previous episodes. I got to stop picking against the Ravens because anytime I pick against them, they, they crush. And so I've, I've learned my lesson. Also, I know they got um, kind of beat up by the, by the um, Bengals, but they just come off their bye week. They're going to be rested. They're going to be ready to get back into it. The Vikings, they were so disappointing last week against the Cowboys. They went to play a Cowboys team that didn't have Dak. I know they still have the other options, but their offense shouldn't have suffered because of that. And it did. Dallin Cook looked terrible. Cousins looked out of sync with his receivers. Justin Jefferson's been really quiet the past few weeks. Adam Thalen's been pretty solid, but yeah, I got to go with Baltimore coming off their bye at home and they've just, they've looked good besides that setback to, to Cincinnati. They could have been arguably one of the best teams, if not the best team in the AFC. Yeah. AFC is going to be, it's going to be a tight race all the way to the end. I like the Ravens at home as well. For all the reasons you said the Vikings, if, if, if things had dropped a little bit differently last couple of weeks, I might've been like, Hey, this is a good upset spot for them, but I don't know. I can't trust them. And and they could definitely win this game. They're, they have enough talent. They could win. I just don't trust them. So I'm going to go with the Ravens as well at home, just like you said. Uh, 
Mike Zimmer, hot seat. He yikes. All right, this is a yeah. a weird game. Tale of two teams going opposite directions right now. We got the Chargers traveling to Philly. Your boy Jalen, what's gonna happen? This is this is a weird game. It's a tough one to pick. Right? I don't usually I can look at these two teams and I can say, like, okay, I can see this matchup happening and this is what's gonna this guy's gonna take this guy away, or this guy's gonna have a big game. Like, I don't know. I don't know about this game. This is hard to pick. I think that ultimately the Chargers have got to rebound. Like this is a kind of a must win for them to get their to make sure their season doesn't head the wrong direction. I think the Chargers will take care of business here. They've got again, I keep saying too many weapons, but I think they have too many weapons. Uh, Justin Herbert has been a little more inconsistent of late than I think we would have hoped. But um, I don't I don't think Philadelphia's got enough firepower. Although the run game looked a lot better when they actually handed the ball off. So I don't know. I think the running backs have another started. big game. If they control the clock and they control the ball. Philly could pull an upset here, but I think the Chargers will take care of business. I mean, you said it. This is a must win for the Chargers. They're sitting at four and three right now with a loss to the Patriots, who's right in there. That would be, you know, your competition for the wild card. You can't have negative tiebreakers. So this is a must win. If they want to save their season, it's here at Philadelphia. So I, I see them coming out firing. Um, Keenan Allen, of course, came back saying the Patriots didn't do anything special. We just we hurt ourselves. So if that's the case, they can get that right. They can fix it if that's the case. Well, supposedly. then, yeah, don't do that then, you know? Right. Like, then, don't, then don't do <laughs> that. Like dumb penalties and stuff like that. It's like, okay, well, show us. And so I think this is the time they're, they're going to come out and show why. And this is really going to define their season, define who they are. Because early, prior to this Patriots game, they looked like they were the unstoppable team in the AFC. They were looking great. Had some big signature wins. Um, so... They got to come out and show it. I think they will. I think it's going to be a close game. I mean, I know that Philly Eagles played the the Lions last week, but uh, I think it's going to be tight. But I'm going to go with the Chargers on the road. Yeah, yeah, T- a little bit tough to pick though. I don't, I don't love picking that one either. All right, we got Green Bay heading to Kansas City for an afternoon game. <laughs> no Aaron Rodgers in this game. We're going to see Jordan Love and maybe Blake Bortles if we're lucky. Who you got in this one? <laughs> yeah, it's too bad Rodgers isn't playing because this. This was probably the best matchup of the week, um, and it was really a toss-up. But I think without Rodgers, it's I'm going to go Kansas City again. There's st- there is something wrong with that offense, man, and I I do not know what it is. You put up 17 points against the Giants. I mean, come on. Um, so they got to figure it out. They're going to be at home going against an Aaron Rodgers Packer team. They have to take care of business once again. Like the Chargers, if they want to keep their season alive, this is a win, a must win. And I think they can pull it out. Mahomes will realize he's Mahomes and uh, put it all together. It is a must win. I mean, they've. I feel like every week's a must win for the, the Chiefs at this point. Like they've just got they've got to prove it to themselves and everybody else. The Packers are not just Aaron Rodgers, so they're not a bad team. It's not like one guy like that, and he's as good as it gets. But that that doesn't make them a seven one team. Like this is actually a better team than I think they get credit for. I do think the Chiefs will take care of business at home, but. I don't have a lot of confidence in that, and I don't no. trust the Chiefs at all. They uh, before Rodgers was ruled out, the Chiefs were already like a, I think a two and a half point favorite in this game. I would have taken Green Bay to smash him. that. I would have taken Green Bay on a money line. Like I think it, it probably worked its way up to a pick'em because I would have taken Rodgers over that Chiefs team all day, every day. Yeah. Uh, without Rodgers, I guess I'll go with the Chiefs on this one, but it, I don't feel great about it. No, I mean, once again, we didn't feel great about the Giants game last week when we both picked the Chiefs, and they showed us why. So I think it's going to yeah, be a, yeah. a gross game, but I, I still think the Chiefs will be able to pull it out. Uh, so, yeah. So now, sticking in the NFC for the afternoon games, we are going to San Francisco where the Cardinals are playing those Niners. Jimmy G going to do it, man? Well, I, I guess the bigger question for me is, is Kyler going to play? And it, it looks like he... Probably will. Maybe will. We haven't gotten many updates on that. If he does, yeah. I think it's hard to pick against the Cardinals, even if he's kind of immobilized a little bit. Um, probably too many weapons as my favorite phrase right now. But, <laughs> um, you know, the Niners, the Niners could pull it out. Honestly, is another game where I, I don't feel super confident. I would not include the Cardinals in a parlay here. In fact, if the odds were right, I would probably put a little bit of money on San Fran on a money line. These are the kind of bets I like to make where it's kind of like I could see it happening. And if they've got plus 300 or 400 odds, throw 10, 20 bucks on that and see what happens. You get a good payout. Uh, I'm taking the Cardinals as my official pick, but uh, keep an eye on Kyler for sure. If Kyler doesn't play, I would like to reserve the right to change my pick because I actually think Sam Frank can win if Kyler doesn't play. Okay. I'm actually going to be taking the Niners, uh, and that was with still the uncertainty of Kyler playing. Even if he does play, you know, 
again, he's going to be a little banged up, so he will not be as explosive. But um, they didn't look great against Green Bay. And I know Green Bay is a good team, but it, man, they had to fight to come back. And then what happened on that last play of the game? My goodness, you can't have miscommunication like that to win a game. <clears throat> so the Niners look good against the Bears. I know it's the Bears. Jimmy G was finally showing his true form, really getting a lot of different people involved. I'm really hoping Kittle's playing this game. That'll not only be good for my fantasy team, but I think for them as a whole, that'll really put another kind of jump start for them. So yeah, I'll, I'm picking the Niners. The defense is looking solid. And if it's a gimpy Kyler Murray or their backup, then definitely Niners. So don't need to yeah. reserve any rights to going all in on San Fran. I don't hate that, man. I really don't. Uh, I can see that happening too. So good call on, on your part. All right. We got my Titans, my Kingless, Derek Henryless Titans man. traveling to the Rams for Sunday night football, the new Von Miller Rams. Yeah. What geez. do you think here? This is so it's such a bummer because, you know, with, if Derek Henry was playing this game, this is an amazing game. Don't get me wrong. I, th- I still think it'll be a, a solid game. I'm going with the Rams um, just because of obviously not having Derrick Henry and Rams are clearly going all in this year with their Super Bowl aspirations straight for Von Miller. So the defense is getting even more stacked. Cooper Cup still doing Cooper Cup. Um, Stafford still leading the way. So, man, again, it's just so disappointing because I think it would have been a very close game if Derrick Henry were playing. But without him, I think it's going to be just a little too much for the Titans to handle. So Rams. Yo, I, I feel you, man. Everything you just said, I agree with. I think Cooper Cup is, he might have 200 yards this game. The Titans secondary is not great. They've got some playmakers. Kevin Byard is a stud at safety. Uh, the corners are real hit or miss. Sometimes they play pretty well. Sometimes they're garbage. Um, they did hold Michael Pittman, although he had a big fantasy day. He caught like 10 to 15 passes, but he only got like 85 yards. So it wasn't like he was just torching them. So, I mean, they're not as bad as they have been. They're getting a little bit better. I'm real curious to see what happens in the run game, if Peterson even plays, and if he does, how he looks. McNichols is fine, but fine is not a replacement for best in the <laughs> fine. league. Best. So, yeah. So I got I got a lot of trouble with this. Only issue here, I refuse to take the Rams over my Titans because the Rams <laughs> were my squad, and they yep. left St. Louis. They are dead to me. Tighten up, baby. Let's Tighten go. Up. At a boy, I like it. I like it. Well played. Okay, better be rocking that yeah. jersey. You know I will every Sunday Good. and Monday <laughs> and Thursday, whatever it takes. <laughs> All right, we got the Bears. This will be a Monday night thriller. We got the Bears going to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Two cruising teams right now. Who you got? <laughs> Yikes! This is also just a gross matchup. Um. Man, your Bears, they showed some uh, signs of life against the Niners. Really, Justin Fields opening up. I think that's good. If the Bears are truly to have success, they need to let Justin Fields uh, free. They need to open him up. And that's what they did against the Niners. It wasn't enough, but they were showing flashes of what he can do and what potentially the Bears could put together. Steelers were just slow and steady against those Browns. You know, they got it done, proven they can win ugly on the road. Uh Again, it wasn't pretty. Ben Roethlisberger still not looking great. Najee Harris is a stud. He's just steady Eddie, consistent, and getting it down, getting the hard yards, both catching it out of the backfield and, and obviously pounding it inside. Um, your boy, Pratt Fryermuth, solid hands at the tight end spot. Got a fill-in for Juju. They still got some good weapons, but if whether or not Roethlisberger can get it to him is the question. But I'm going to go with Pittsburgh at home just because I just don't like the Bears. I just don't think they can put a whole game together. So Pittsburgh. Yeah, I agree with what you said. I don't trust the I don't trust the Bears. Unfortunately, would love to see him turn this thing around and really open up Justin Fields because I do think he's special. Uh, regardless, I'm not on the bandwagon anymore. Sorry, I'm off, Justin. If you're listening, I, I don't believe in you anymore. I don't believe in you anymore. <laughs> I've ta- I've taken the L. So just you know, whatever that means to you, uh, take that. But the Steelers are kind of getting it together. I mean, Big Ben is he can't throw it more than 20 yards. All right, so Chase Claypool, sorry, your season is done. You're never going to be a stud this year. He can't throw it far enough for you. But Deontay Johnson is a weapon. Fryermuth has emerged as a weapon. Najee mm-hmm. is a weapon. And their defense is a weapon. So I think they have enough solid players and units together that they can take care of business. Monday night, Heinz Field should be a fun environment. I'm going with the Steelers. Renegade. Okay. Let's go. Renegade. There it is. I love that. Nice. That's a jam. That's a jam. That is a jam. That is a good song. All right, that'll do it for Picks Him, Pick Him. We'll see how it happens. Tighten up, baby. Let's go. What do you think about a little trivia break for Incredibles here? 
Little Trivs. <laughs> I'm curious to see if you got them from Incredibles 1 or if you just went all Incredibles 2. <laughs> well, there's a couple. I think there's at least one or two from Incredibles 1 that I genuinely just didn't know the answer to, obviously, because I didn't, <laughs> didn't see it. So, uh, let's see who how you do. Is I, 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 all right. I don't think this will be that hard, but they're mostly just like, what's that person's name and who's that person? Because, I don't know, I, I couldn't think of anything really good. Sorry. Okay, that's fair. It's okay. All good, man. All right, so number one. In what industry does Mr. Incredible work in his civilian life? It's hilarious because he is a massive man uh, in his civilian life, and he he has to work in this really teeny little cubicle, and he's stuck in this little desk. He literally gets stuck every time he has to stand up. Uh, but he works in insurance. That is correct. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Insurance. Well done. Okay. Number two, Violet has a crush in Incredibles 2. Oh, God. What is the boy's name? This is part of the question. It's actually a two-parter. Well, the crush originated in Incredibles 1. Um, okay. And it's so go. funny because... So the two movies are 14 years apart in when they came out, but they take place right after one another. But it's yeah, so yeah. funny to see how much the animation has improved from the first movie to the oh, second gosh. movie. I'm sure. Because the, sure. the crush looks so much different. Like, wait, is that the same guy? Unfortunately, I do not know his name. So I will take the yeah, on this yeah. question. <laughs> This is obscure enough that I thought it might get you. His name is Tony. Tony. Okay. His name is Tony. Is um, but, is he just known as Tony. <laughs> uh, probably is a last name. I didn't look it up. <laughs> His name is Tony. Um, I would imagine too, like when your movies are 14 years apart, do you have to change voice actors at all for some of the characters? Like they the did characters for Dash. They did for Dash yeah, because, for Dash. yeah. But what's crazy is Violet was actually played by an adult. So yeah, that fine. doesn't surprise me. <laughs> that, that does happen. Yeah. Like the lady who played Bart Simpson. Like there's just people like that that have those voices. They can always kind yep. of do. Right? Well, same thing happened um, okay. in uh, with Finding Nemo and Finding Dory. They had to get a new Nemo. Oh, dang. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. He, was mm-hmm. just, he was like a bit character. And uh, well, I guess you didn't see him that often, that often in um, right. Nemo other than in Shark Tank. Shark Tank. <laughs> Shark Tank. Oh, Shark Bait. Oh, okay. Shark so Shark Bait. Hoo-ha. Shark Bait. Shark Bait. That's right. Who erased Tony's memory? This was the second part of that question. Who erased his memory oh, when he saw Violet in her superhero costume? Yeah, he works for the superhero commission. He's their best friend. Dang it. What's his name? Oh, I can picture him. He's got, oh, what's his name? This is disappointing, Ethan. What's his name? Give it to me. Mr. Dicker. 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 <laughs> yep. <laughs> Gotcha. Damn it, Dicker. Names. Turns out names are your kryptonite. <laughs> names ah. are my kryptonite. I can describe them perfectly. Like, yeah, exactly. These are like the only things I remember from movies, and you're like, I have no idea. Uh, all right. What's the name of the fashion designer who designs all their costumes? Edna Mode, one of the best characters ever. Fun fact She's is that is actually uh, the voice of the director, Brad Bird. <laughs> oh, dang. Look at you. Look at you go. I didn't even have to ask that. I saw that in my research, but I did not would have not known that. Damn, was that would have been the question? I mean, who's the director? Why don't you ask me? Nope, not the question. Anyway, yeah. so in when Incrediboy is rejected as a superhero, he comes back in a, as a villain. He does. What is his name? Played the voice actor, the great Jason Lee. It is uh, his name is Syndrome. Boom. Crushing it. Yes. All right. Oh, yes. You're rebounding. You're rebounding from Tony and Mr. Dicker. Stupid names. Okay. So because I've only seen number two, I have one last question for you. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So far, you are three of four. If we count that second question as a just a complete miss. Three of four. Okay. Doing well. What uh, what are the names of the brother sister duo who turn out to be the villains in Incredible 2? Okay. Well, I think that's an unfair question to the brother because I don't think he's a villain. Truly. He doesn't know that his sister is, um, is the actual villain is the actual screenslaver. Sorry. So just said spoiler alert. Um, yeah, true. So the, the sister's name is Evelyn and their last name is yep. Dever. And that's why at Evelyn the end, Dever. like, how did you not see this? Evelyn Dever? Like, come on, evil endeavor. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah. Oh, but what yeah. is the brother's name? Shoot. I know the actors Bob Odenkirk. So I was about to say Bob, but it's not Bob. This one should st- this one should have stuck with you. I'll give you a hint. It has something to do with my sweatshirt today. Where you forest? Is it Deacon? <laughs> I don't know. Winston. Oh, Winston. You're right. I was like, what the hell? Winston Dever. 
Winston and Evelyn Dever. Okay. Yep. okay. There it is. So I think a half point there, three and a half out of five. Not bad. Three and a half. Weren't those six questions? Felt like felt like six. Well, Mr. Dicker erasing Tony's memory was was technically part of that question. Oh, okay, got you. It's a two parter. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like okay. it was like a two parter. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll take the three and a half out of five. Then I'll take it. That's a C minus. That's fine, right? Totally fine. Passable. It's, it's passable. It's just like what I got in passable. Spanish, so I could get out of the language. I passed it. <laughs> C minus. <laughs> Pass. All right. Uh, let's jump into. But come on, at Wake what? we had a language requirement. You had to test in to see where they placed you, and then you had to take like a semester or two of that language. But luckily, I placed high well, enough where I could just get in like the bottom, and I got that C minus. I'm like, I'm done, dude. I had to take three language classes. Damn. Yeah, that I had to take three French classes, and I had already taken French in high school, and like I tested it, and it was not good enough <laughs> to get into like a <laughs> higher level. And I was like, I I took this, you know, I took a year I, off I basically between like. So- I think I took it two years in like sophomore and junior year. We didn't have a French three in my high school. And so I'd been a year out when I got to wake and then I tested it and they're like, Oh yeah, you're not like, like total beginner, yeah. but like pretty much you're the second beginner one. Like you're, you're like, yeah, the, there's one fourteen or something, you know? And then I take like I a s- literature and then I take like a French society or some bullshit random class. Yeah. I got lucky that I somehow placed into the highest low where like you just need that one semester of this. And I just pulled out that C minus and I wiped my hands clean of Spanish. I'm like, hooray, let's go. Golly. Yeah. I felt that way about calculus. Like I had to take calculus as well. I was like, why, why are you requiring me to take calculus here? Annoying. But uh, I will tell you, interestingly enough, one of those French classes ended up being my summer school class. So the year we did summer school. Yes. One of the I best summer ever. Oh my God, it was incredible. We'll have to hit that on a different episode, but that'll be a different episode from that for sure. <laughs> that's too got many, its own. Too many that might be a whole episode just itself. Like just reminiscing. Just going to super school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good time. That was a good time. All right, let's get into our DFS lineups for the week. Uh, I've already given you a hint on someone who's on mine. Basically told you this all year long. So do you want to go first? You want me to go first? What do you want? I'll go first since we uh, keep them waiting with who's around Cooper Cup. Um, yeah, once again, I don't know what I was. I might have just closed my eyes and started picking players just to see how where the shit fell. Um, so here, let's let's just get rolling. Quarterback, got him starting on my fantasy squad as well. Your bud and mine, Carson Wentz of the Colts oh playing against the the Jets. Uh, he was fifty nine hundred. You'll see why I had to kind of go a little bit cheaper. Um, yep. Yeah. So Carson Wentz, let's go. Not a bad play. Um, yeah. Here's a bad play, and I'm already saying it's way too much money. What am I doing? Oh, this is too bad. Uh, also on my fantasy team and starting is Miles Gaskin of the Dolphins, who I picked to lose anyway, so I am very consistent here. Uh, he was 5,800 as my running back. Okay. Good matchup. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's a, good a boomer bust, man. You never know. He is very boomer bust. There was a week he had 32 points. He's had 17, but he also gets like four. So hopefully yeah, for sometimes he gets three carries for nine yards. Yeah. Uh, next running back is your boy, Jonathan Taylor, for the Colts against those same Jets for 7,900. So here I kind of went splurge. And I usually don't splurge on my running backs, but he's been as good as anybody this past four or five weeks. And they're playing the worst run defense. So decided to go with Jonathan Taylor. Yep. Uh, this was my other splurge for my wide receiver one. He hasn't, which is funny because he hasn't had a monster year yet, or he hasn't had monster games. I'm going with Stephon Diggs. Um, I feel like this is a time where he can finally break through. They're playing the Jaguars, who their secondary is god-awful. So I, I'm hoping that Josh Allen decides to really focus on Diggs to get him involved and have that boom game. So going with him. I hope so. Talked about this, talked about this guy on the last episode with a waiver pickup. Devontae Parker had a great uh, opening game that with Tua that he had for his season. Um, had some good targets and pickups. So again, I just want him to be solid for me. 5,300. Get me... Get me 12, 15 points. I'll be happy. Then played this. We both played this guy last week, uh, going all Colts this week. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. against those Jets for 6000 bucks. That's a good price for what he's been doing lately. So sticking with him. Yeah. Uh, this guy, I've played him a couple times earlier this year. Solid tight end. Hunter Henry, the Patriots. He just seems to be a nice goal line target for Mac Jones. So I think he could do some things against the Panthers. So went with him for 4000 My nice. flex. Coming fresh off of injury, he played last week, but hoping he can really find his rhythm this week is Jerry Judy. He was $5,000 for the Broncos playing at Dallas. Um, 
hoping he can uh, find some holes in there. And then here we go. I, I had some consistency for my defense as we punt as always. I went with those same Texans. So I'm kind of handcuffing myself by having Devontae Parker oh, and Miles Gaskin going against my defense. Did not think that one through. Oops. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> one of those units probably <laughs> will do well. Maybe. <laughs> It'll be like a three to three game. And yet the defense won't do anything. And it'll just be fine. Yeah, somehow the defense will end up with like six points. So, um, yeah, that is... That is going to be a hit or miss lineup for sure. I mean, I yes. see some really good, really good value so. plays in there, some really good value plays in there, but and a high upside, I'd say for sure. But um, yeah, it could also completely tank. I guess the biggest question for me on Judy is where's Trayvon Diggs going? You know, right? Is he going is to Sutton or Judy? Judy or, or Sutton? Yeah. So we'll find out because um, the other the other person should have a, at least a decent game. But um, yeah, there's some good plays in there. We've got a couple similar. We have again, we have really? three the same. Ew. Yep. Really? Yep. Ugh yep okay we have three the same so hate i hate to say it i hate that this happens but it does cancel them out all right so here's my crew here we go i you're gonna love this quarterback mike white Giddy up. <laughs> let's go let's oh, go no. oh no 5300 5, man this 53. is a punt i mean why well, not why not why not let him you sling it yep Wow, Mike White, fifty three hundred, running back. I'm uh, bringing it back with Jonathan Taylor. That's one of our similar yeah. picks, seventy nine hundred. Okay, too too easy to pass up, or too too good to pass up. Uh, I'm going with Boston Scott for another week, fifty two hundred. Taking about on it. the Chargers. I thought about yep. him. I was really thinking about it. I don't know if uh, I'm a little worried about game script, but if it goes negative, I'm hopeful they'll involve him in the passing game. Chargers have a bad run defense, so if they can keep the ball in Philly, then they'll keep pounding it and. Boston Scott looked really good last week. Uh, of course, I'm going Cooper Cup as my wide receiver one, 9,400. Um, <laughs> Taking on the Titans Sunday night. I honestly, this is a good play anyway because it's the Titans secondary, as we talked about earlier. So it doesn't hurt me as much to take him this week, but um, that's a that's a big price tag, 9,400. Uh, I am also going with Michael Pittman. You know, I had him in my lineup just like you. 6,000, I think, is still way too cheap. I mean, I don't yeah. I don't get it. I looked up at like Debo, who I also love, and I, I view these players as like kind of similar. And Debo was like seventy nine hundred or something, and I'm just thinking they shouldn't be that far apart, you know? Mm-mm, these two guys. At all. Pittman's been on a tear, so I'm taking Pittman. I'm also going Devontae Parker. So this is the third ah, person oh, we man. have the same. Yeah, man. I hate it. Uh, so Devontae Parker was fifty three hundred. Like the matchup against Houston, he's been getting a lot of target share. Um, so I think that's a good value. I agree with you there. Here's where we start to get a little different, though. Tight end, I'm going super cheap, $3,000. Give me Tyler Conklin, the uh, Vikings tight end against Baltimore. Yep. He's uh, he's got a good matchup, and he's been getting a decent amount of targets. It was K.J. Osborne early in the season. Seems like he's kind of faded a little bit, and Conklin's getting more involved. I think that's partly because they didn't know who their tight end was going to be when Nerf Smith went down. So mm. give me Conklin, tight end, 3000 bucks against a good matchup with Baltimore, uh, for tight ends at least. And in my flex, this guy's been red hot, especially with Mike White under center. Give me Michael Carter, running back for the Jets. Wow. The guy had like 15 targets last week. He's a target monster with Mike White under center. So we're gonna I we're mean, gonna know a lot we're gonna see what's this up. Thursday night game. We're gonna see where our yeah. team stand. I got three Colts. You got two Colts and two Jets. I know. I absolutely hate it. I hate having the Thursday. I don't even like having Thursday night players. Honestly, it's just the price yeah. is right and the matchups are right. Michael Carter had 14 targets last week. He had nine the week before, and I think a ton of those came with Mike White under center. The guy checks down a lot. So just just from targets and catches, I think he's got a, a pretty high ceiling there. And yeah. a pretty low floor, yeah. or a pretty high floor as well. Can't uh, he was 5,300. And then yeah. defense, uh, once I heard about Rodgers being out, I'm going with the Chiefs. I'm just hopeful Ooh. that you get a rookie quarterback. I'm hopeful they can take out a rookie quarterback. Hopefully keep Aaron Jones at bay. I always punt on defense. This is twenty three hundred, so it's cheap anyway. I was gonna say, how much was that? We'll see what happens. Yeah, okay. we'll see what happens. Wow! All That's right, my crew. We'll know, a, we'll know a lot after tonight's game, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Might might need a desperate comeback. We'll see. Then again, you've got a yeah. bunch of dolphins and Texans, so like I don't know. Yeah, this you're is fine. Be all over the place. You're fine. <laughs> you're fine. All right, I'll give you a couple of sportsbook plays for the week, and then we'll kick it over to our correspondent Jonah in the field as well. I like this week. I like Baltimore minus six against Minnesota. We've talked about this. Baltimore's coming off of the bye. Minnesota looked bad last week, and it's at Baltimore. I think they'll take care of business. Um, If the right Baltimore team comes out, they'll win by 25. Uh, Mm -hmm. If the wrong one comes out, 
could be a pretty close game. And Minnesota has been in a lot of close games. I'm going to take Baltimore minus six. I like Pittsburgh minus six on Monday night football as well versus Chicago. Um, for whatever reason, Chicago has been kind of close in games, but it seems like there's always yeah. a late touchdown. They end up losing by 10 or 11, you know? So it's I true. think Pittsburgh can take care of business. The defense is good. Um, and I think they'll have just enough offensive firepower to, to win by more than six. And then my over under, I hate to do this to you two weeks in a row. It's a contingency pick. If Kyler plays, I like Arizona and San Fran to go over 45. If he doesn't, I'm just going to punt and only have two bets, and then we'll go with what Jonah's got as well. But um, I like that to be over if Kyler plays. These are two teams that can move the ball and can score. There you go. Uh, give me score. over 45 on that. All right, let's see. Let's hear from our correspondent, Jonah. We tried to send him to Indianapolis for Thursday Night Football, this, this uh, barn burner of a game that we've got so much interest in. I think he watched I, Tanya last night. He's just been standing outside of Mike White's hotel room with a lead pipe, and I'm a little <laughs> concerned. So uh, he's just hanging out in the bushes right now. But let's hear what he's got to say about uh, his parlay picks this week. Let's hear you, Joe. All right, look, I know what you're going to say. You don't have to. Nobody's more upset than me. Well, maybe my son, Wyatt, who's now going to be getting a lump of coal this holiday season. Either way, I'm sorry. I didn't think I could hate the Jets any more than I already did, but I absolutely do after they cost me 500 bucks. And with that mea culpa out of the way, here's a little reality check. This stuff happens. I know you don't want to hear it from the guy that told you to take out a second mortgage, but it does. What, you thought we just weren't going to lose ever again? That's nuts. Do you hear yourself? You sound like a child. Just like in poker, where you can lose even while holding a full house, you can't let that change your approach. That's why I can't tell you that it won't happen again. Still, I'm going to continue to play the percentages, and I recommend that you join me. Because in the long run, the cream rises. So let's take a breath, regroup, and get back to the drawing board this week. Unfortunately, this brings me to the worst news. The matchups this week aren't that conducive to our strategy. There just aren't enough learner's locks to tie together to make any kind of reasonable payout. So instead, I propose one of two options. The first is to sit this one out, which is going to be tough coming off a loss, though sometimes that is the smart play. However, in accordance with Article 2, Section 8, Clause 17, I am contractually obligated to provide picks for folding the cheese in a desperate attempt by Ethan Kemper to boost ratings. So against better judgment, here's the second alternative. Switch up the approach and handcuff a bunch of decent games with a higher payout. This is really Kemper's philosophy, and since that's what, what the matchups are flashing, I think we go with it. Kemp, what do you think about this seven-team parlay? Colts at home over the Jets. I call bullshit on Mike White, and I hope lightning doesn't strike twice. Bills on the road over the Jags. Cowboys at home over the Broncos without Von Miller. Ravens at home over the Vikings. Bill Belichick over Sam Darnold. Chiefs at home over the Rodgers Packers and Steelers at home on Monday night over the Bears. Fortunately, this pays out plus 475, so you can take it easy this week with a low-risk bet that carries high upside at nearly 5x. No selling your kidneys, and your kids can have Christmas presents. At the same time, don't hold me to these as locks. I don't use that term willy-nilly, even if Ethan is pushing the whole Jonas Gems branding. That kid sells merch. Anyways, I apologize once again, and I'll try to bring you better news next week. All right, Joe, thanks for the picks. Uh, just make sure you keep your head down if you are in the hotel lobby. You know, I have experience as in falling asleep in hotel lobby, so I can give you some tips, but uh, just keep your head down. You'll be fine. Just say you're texting someone. It's okay. <laughs> falling asleep. That's what we're calling it now, huh? Okay. <laughs> Good enough. Good enough. Uh, Jonah, here's my only issue. Haven't you heard that Mike White could be the next Tom Brady? I, don't, I mean, I don't know if you've heard that or not, but it's everywhere. No. Could be the next oh, Tom Brady. No. How are you going to bet against this guy? Come on. I wouldn't tempt fate on that one. Um, you're lucky, here's what I will say. You're, you're lucky Jonah hung up the phone already because he would be uh, – oh, crap. Is he calling back already? No, you're lucky oh, he no. hung up. <laughs> yeah, he is not like that narrative. But I will say, I wouldn't tempt fate with that one, honestly. Like I, I, I said it earlier, I do think the Colts win. I do think the Colts have a better defense than the Bengals so they can handle this or whatever. But like off chance, this kid is just a complete baller and he's just take, making the most of his opportunity, YOLO bombs, like whatever. I don't know. I don't love putting him in a 17 parlay. So what I did last night, I took a look at this. I pulled the Colts out of the parlay just to see what would happen. And it drops the odds. And this morning, the odds were at 540, plus 540 if you had all these seven teams together. It drops the odds from 540 to plus 431, which is a pretty sizable jump. But you're still talking about 4.5x your investment. You could go that route at the same time. One thing I will say is this Thursday night game. So you can bet this parlay on the one hand. And if the Colts happen to lose, 
and you blow up your parlay, just bet the other six games, you know, if you want to split your money that way. So you got a couple of options. I do like that. Here's the other thing I'll say. Kansas City makes me nervous. I said this earlier. They make me yeah. nervous. I know I mentioned it last week. I mentioned it again during our picks and pick them. I got this question for you. Is a Packers team with Jordan Love at quarterback really that much worse than the Giants with their dumpster fire injuries? Because I think, like I said earlier, I think that the Packers have a better team than just Aaron Rodgers. They've mm-hmm. got a better backfield than Devontae Booker. Receivers without Devontae Adams beat Arizona last week. All right. So, like, I, I don't know. I don't know that the Packers without Aaron Rodgers are really that much worse than the Giants were. And the Giants gave Kansas City all they could ask for last week. That makes me nervous. I personally don't don't love locking that in in the parlay, especially if it's a later game, like it's an afternoon game, you know, because that one could blow up on you and then you're totally screwed. So I, I like the I like Green Bay plus seven and a half in this game. In fact, just like I like the Giants plus nine and a half last week, Green Bay plus seven and a half. I like that. Okay. Last thing I'll say. Oh, listen, Jonah mentioned it. E, we need to get some merch. Sounds like we need to get some merch. <laughs> we, You're got, right. we do need to get some merch. We got to merch up this biz. Get us some I'm cheese merch. How about some cheese merch and some gems? But actually, we switch. I think we're switching the learner's locks. I like that. We could sell. I do like them. Sell some master locks or the ones with the little twisty dial for your locker in school. It was the best. Yeah, so combination we'll locks. Yeah. Jonah's face yeah. on the back. Oh, I got so many ideas. I'm an idea man. Like this hat that just goes boop. For anyone that sees Orange <laughs> County, they'll get that. It's a very minute reference. But anyway, we digress. Kemp, we still need to do our do it bet for the week. Do it. Do it. Do it. Indeed we do. What are we going to do? We're going to flip a coin and do quarterbacks this week? Uh, you mean uh, hit the button on your flip a coin app? Then yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's hit the button on my flip a coin app. Okay, perfect. Got to brush that off. Get uh, Is it a nickel? That's curious. What is the actual coin on the app? It's got to be a quarter, right? So, listen, you can change it, actually. So you can any <laughs> dime, nickel, quarter, or Susan B. Anthony dollar. You know what? Let's do a dime because I feel like that's the least flipped coin of all just because they're so small. Yeah, we've been doing a nickel, just so you know. And um, that is easier to flip, so maybe it gets more action than a dime. But I think a nickel is also like a... Who the hell even has nickels like that? I don't know. They're just not around that often. <laughs> a nickel so, used to cost a on nickel. On the dime here, we've got, uh, I believe, Eisenhower on the dime here, right? I think that's who that is. I don't I know. see that or not. Dime. That looks like, I'm I think sure. He's, I don't know. Um, I think he's working the dime. So let's go ahead and give it a flip here. What do you got? You got heads or tails? Uh, you know, heads up, man. Heads up. I know your heads up. I'm always tails never fails. This is perfect. And flipping, the button says, flipping. how long does it actually flip? Tails, ah, tails. So you going with, you going with first and fourth or second, third? I got to go with first and fourth. Ooh, you haven't had that yet. Going for it. Yeah, we'll give it a okay. shot. Switch things up a little bit. And you pick Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so my pick. Um, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> He's immunized. He's fine. He's immunized. He'll be fine. He's going to show up at the game anyway. Be like, guys, I told you, I'm immunized. Guys, I'm I'm here. <laughs> no, Aaron. Seriously, you cannot play. I, I mean that. You need to leave immediately. Leave the building. All right, so here's why I wanted to go one and four, because I think number one, to me, is a pretty easy pick this week. Give me Josh Allen and Buffalo taking on Jacksonville. Damn it. Damn it. Yeah, I was hoping you would not think of him at first. Damn it. I forgot he existed. Oh, you got him. Because <laughs> he's just such like a nice guy. You don't hear about him in the headlines. Like, oh, it's just Josh Allen. Hey, all right. I'm just happy to be here. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, then, sorry, Kim. hate to do this to you. I got to go with Stafford. Uh, against your titans again i hope yeah they they're playing from behind i hope he's just slinging it so your titans can and pull out the victory but i gotta go with staff true i guess and that then, would be a good um, scenario and then my second or excuse me the third overall pick my second quarterback man this i was not sure of at all oh man i was really hoping it was going to be stafford and allen and you were going to take aaron Rodgers first um <laughs> mike white first. you know what <laughs> This is going to sound kind of funky. I'm going to go Joe Burrow because I think he has a oopsie game from Jets were oopsie. They want to come out and show what they can do. Division game against a Browns team who is reeling. So Joey Burrow, Joey, Joey Cigar. Let's go. Joey Stogie. Okay. Joe Burrow. Interesting. So I've got a lot of different choices here that I'm looking at. I would just say, um, there are some not great matchups for some of the top quarterbacks. And so that gives you a little bit of hesitation. 
I was going to say, that's why I was kind of struggling with my, my other one, but I was like, oh, man, there are no slam dunk matchups. Since when has Cleveland been a good matchup? I mean, that seems a little off to me. That's one thing that gave it me does. a station about Burrow. But he's been so rock solid. I mean, in our league mm-hmm. where we give six points for a passing touchdown, he's been yep. basically 25-plus points six weeks in a row. So the guy's money in the bank. I get that. That's a good pick. Uh, I, I think this is too much to pass up, especially coming out of a bye. I'm going to go with Lamar with my fourth pick and okay. uh, hope he gets it done. That Minnesota is apparently not a great matchup, but uh, Cooper Rush in the second half lit them up. So I don't, I'm not that worried about it. Okay. I'm going to take Josh Allen Lamar, see what happens. Two big running guys, too. That's funny. Yeah. Give me that. And I've got two non-running guys. <laughs> you two classics. Yeah. <laughs> the two least mobile quarterbacks versus the two most mobile besides like Kyler Murray. Yikes. <laughs> True. I would have I would have thought about Kyler too, but I'm I am worried about that injury, so I don't want to don't want to go ahead and throw it out there. He was the only other question mark, but anyway. Yep. All right. So I say Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson have more fantasy points this week combined than Matt Stafford and Joe Burrow. Do it. Do it. Do it. I think Matt Stafford and Joe Burrow are going to get more points than Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Do it. Do it, do it. All right, man. <laughs> That's all we got for today. <laughs> laugh it up, laughy boy. Laugh it up. You didn't even see one of his best parts in the first one where they're in the bank, or actually it's a jewelry store, and he's actually out of his ice powers because he just rescued some people from a fiery building. And then this is like Rent-A-Cop is pointing a gun at him. It's like, freeze. And he goes, I just need a glass of water. And you see him, he yeah. like, takes a little sip and then he freezes the cop. So anyway, Oh, that's a good move. I like it when yes. the, uh, the big cruise ship is going out of control and he's having to ice down all the rudders just to kind of get it steered. And then he has to like build up a huge ice wall against the building so that it will kind of like slow down. That's the Incredibles too. That's what I remember him from. So, but then you also miss the classic scene in Incredibles one, where uh, all the chaos is ensuing towards the end of the movie, and you see him in his apartment, and he's yelling to his wife, who's off screen. You never see his wife. He's like, "Honey, where is my super suit?" She goes, "I don't know. I put it away." He's like, "Somewhere." He's like, "I need it." He's like, "I need our dinner reservations to be held tonight." <laughs> and That's so right. they just have That's this right. bickering. Their helicopters are blowing up in the background and stuff like that. And I think it ends it's for the with greater good. Like, <laughs> and she goes, I am the greatest good you will ever have. Uh, so you got to go rewatch. You got to watch that movie. Go watch the first I might just go watch it today. Yeah. I might just good. watch it by myself today. Hey, and with that note, keep on folding. Fold it. He's trapped in the closet. I'm trapped in the closet. I pulled out my beretta. He pulled out his beretta. Don't get trapped in that closet.